Wyverns and Weirdos Curse of Strahd is a horror-themed campaign, and as such, contains dark themes, including descriptions of gore, violence, and other features intrinsic to the gothic horror genre. Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Does Curse of Strahd. Uh, this time in costume, because we are recording this on Halloween. Uh, I am Darby, your dungeon master, and joining me as always are Zoe, playing Sevia, Emily, playing Beatrice, Laura, playing Conrad, Mitch, playing Designation 42 Exley, and Johanna, playing Paul. If you want to know who we're dressed as, check the description. Let's get started, shall we? Where we last left off, the party made their way from uh, Mordenkainen's uh, mansion and travelled south back to Valaki, making a quick turn off to take them to the uh, encampment of a uh, of some Mointir and elves to seek out the wounded elf of the prophecy. Uh, wounded elf somewhat fortuitously wanted to go to the Amber Temple for undisclosed reasons um, but uh, that is one of the destinations the party had to go to anyway so works out in the end um, and that's that's where we currently find the party preparing uh, for the journey ahead of them south to the Amber Temple uh, I believe initially you were all going to be taking a short rest and anything else you wanted to do in preparation. I think Exley's just, yeah, <laughs> powered down for a little bit. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Conrad is going to um, uh, walk over, kind of survey Exley, like, uh, powering himself, like, just in chill mode and then we'll kind of flop himself down next to him and then uh get out like four different daggers and start kind of like um sharpening them i guess um uh, quite studiously he's like throwing all of his like bags and stuff down next to him as well okay that's what he's going to do um i guess just to uh so we don't have to do it again and stand in the middle of the road working out who's going where in the everything. Uh, CB is going to work out who is going where and also uh, either before or right after Exley has his nap. Um, she... Um, uh, she'll, she'll check if he actually wants to wild shape to get there or if like she or fall share a horse with someone else and he can just walk if he doesn't want to use up his wild shit uh and she'll put her around and work that out yeah i think the elf was getting he was he had a horse himself didn't he he had a horse of his own but he was not able to procure any extra horses that's right yeah um so you know Sevia will either ride up on the cart with Esmeralda or take Conrad up on that offer of sharing a horse. <laughs> Depending on what... Although she might see him sharpening knives and decide to go with Esmeralda. 
I guess follow, like, um, just follow Savior along for a bit and try to sort this out as well, and then just kind of um, find somewhere quiet to start meditating. Okay. Beatrice will be sitting somewhere near Exley, uh, just going through her pack and double checking all the rations and everything she's got in there. Okay. That's a great idea. Um, now, do you have a record somewhere of the number of rations that you have and the, oh, the miscellaneous time, bits of yeah. food that you oh, yeah. yeah, because Beatrice still has nine. So I think we worked really out. So I think we worked out that we still have a few of the like nuts and berries left over. We have like twelve rations total or something. Yeah, mm. I think we worked out between all of us, which is mostly between uh, Beatrice and Conrad, we have like 13, 14 days worth of rations. It's just mm. whether or not we share with one another. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think Beatrice had the lion's share of it as well. Yeah, she's got the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also remembering that Beatrice is also very good at finding food on the road. Yes, because yeah. that was another thing we discussed. Yeah. All right. Yes. So, yeah, we spend the short rest preparing for the trip. Okay. Excellent. Cool. <laughs> and um, I guess uh, once Hexley's kind of uh, finished his powering down, I suppose, um, Conrad is going to um, kind of like nod at him and go, So, 42, what is your assessment of Casimir, the elf? I do not trust him. Neither do I. I think um, that is a good thing to establish before we set off with him. He might be useful in whole, and, and we clearly need him, but certainly not trustworthy. Do you think you could take him on if he was to cause trouble? I have not seen much of his abilities. It would be a tough decision to make. Yes. I am concerned if he is uh, looking for magical things in the temple, he must have some sort of magic. You can't sense such a thing. I do not know if that is something that magic people or machines such as yourself may be able to do. I am not able to detect any sort of magical essence emanating from him, if that is what you are asking. I do not quite know. I am not very good at... Uh, I need to obtain more knowledge in regards to magic. Um, I think especially given the prevalence of it in this land. Um, but excellent. Good. Just wanted to check that with you. Did you also enjoy being a dog girl last night? It was pleasant. Could you taste? I could indeed. Excellent. Good. Well. It was an enjoyable experience. It was very well done. It's interesting, uh, interesting use of magic and a good shape of a dog. Good. Excellent. Well, we shall see how this trip goes. If it does make you feel better, or at least 
more at ease. I will keep an eye on our new companion. Yes, I think that would be good. I will keep an eye on him as well. And if we notice anything, shall we report to each other about it? That would be acceptable. Excellent. Good. Fantastic. I think that will be most useful. Thank you, 42. Conrad, you yeah. have a lot of knives. Yes, I do. Are you worried that you might lose some? Well, knives are easy to store, of course. Um, and he kind of like... Um, he uh, takes two of them and he kind of like, uh, I suppose, sticks his little leggy out and shows how he could, he's got like um, in his boots, like the inside of his boot, he's got like um, a little hilt that he can kind of slide that into. So he, he pops that there, like easy to reach from most places and um, good at close combat. But obviously I can throw quite well, better than my brothers, I would say, actually. Um, but obviously you must have a lot to, as insurance for anything that may happen. I'm not sure if they would be much useful to you. You seem to be quite adept at your magic and a pike thing. A pike? A staff? I reach into my side and I pull out the quarter staff. Um, it's essentially just a uh, a singular piece of wood which is quite gnarled and has um, some vines sort of wrapping around it and a, a bit of fungi and moss, and moss just sort of around on the edge. And one end does come out into a, a more bulbous sort of end. Stick. Is that part of you? I keep it in part of me for safekeeping. Much like your footholder. Yes, well, very useful. It is uh, good to have an edge over a combatant. And um, a, a staff such as that is a good use for someone with uh, st your stature, such as yourself as well. Good at um, knocking people down and also um, pushing them away. Good, good choice. 42. Thank you. I have not used it much in combat. I mainly rely on my spells and this, and I hold up my hand, um, and it's essentially just like I have fingers, but they're very like blunt metal wood contraptions. And as I sort of clench my fist, these green sort of uh, spiky tendrils come up from the uh, from the fingertips Ooh. and come out into a point about an inch and a half, two inches from where the nail would be essentially my word that is also part of you it is useful interesting and the magic of course good close range and long range and magic you have quite good capabilities 42 i am much impressed and I'm much curious of your magic as well, um, and your friends. I think 
it would be interesting to learn more of that. I would point. be happy to teach you what I know, although it is not much. It is more than me, so I would appreciate that. When we have time, of course. Of course. And if you wish to know more about... Uh, I, staff is not my uh, area of expertise. In fact, perhaps fall may be best, but I'm good at instructing theory, at least in combat, so can be a good trade, I believe. Perhaps. Perhaps, yes. Good. Eyes on Casimir when we travel, both of us. Of course. Good. Should we go now? The sun is starting to get low. Yes, yes. It, uh, we had best uh, arrange uh, travel and uh, set off. Would not be good to be caught unawares in the dark. Okay. So, the hour is beginning to get late. Uh, but um, you've still got probably a couple of hours of, of, uh, of light before things get... Uh, too, too dark. Um, but yeah. So, what did you end up deciding upon for uh, uh, riding order and all that? Oh yeah. Beatrice um, is back in the cart. Yep. In her usual spot <laughs> with her pals. Yeah. yeah, it's like see if it was yeah. Check yeah, I'm actually. kind of assuming we were doing um, what what we did on the way over, except yep. instead, so fall and Beatrice in the cart, and then Conrad on his horse, Casimir on his horse. But then instead of Sevia riding Exley as a horse, he can save that wild shape and show a ride on the cart with Esmeralda, and he can. Took his way to the end of the temple. Stealthy as always. <laughs> okay. So did an excellent impersonation of a robot walking. So. It's all in the shoulders. All right. And what kind of pace are you taking as you go south? And you Whatever can't... is comfortable for the horses. Okay. Yeah, so, how fast can Exley go? That's like, the other question. It's true. Yeah. I guess like Casimir and Esmeralda have at least some understanding of how far the, the downward temple is. So we will probably discuss the best pace to maintain, I suppose, to get there. Yeah. We'll get closer. Yeah. How far do we actually have to go? Oh, uh, it's a decent distance. You're not entirely sure. You just yeah. No, it is south, uh, right. and uh, you've uh, you've learnt that there is not specifically a road. Well, there is a road pathway to it, which might be technically safer than going uh, directly to it, but it's it's a lot of going out of your way, and yeah, it it'll probably double, triple, maybe even quadruple the journey time. Yeah, I'm um, just assuming we're going as the raven flies uh, yeah. 
via Casimir and uh, Esmeralda's direction. And I'm assuming because we're trying to do as little night travel as possible, we're probably going to actually go fast. Okay. Like as fast as we can within the yeah. parameters of <laughs> what we're doing. Exley's walking in the horses. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's Exley's like walking speed? In uh, it's only thirty feet. He's not. A, he's not a quick dude. <laughs> um, I can walk. I mean, we were all we were all walking together like for our first like four day, like three days yeah. in Barovia. Like we didn't have horses for ages, and we we made some pretty decent time. So we can go yeah. fast. Yeah, um, question for the group. Just dash constantly. Are we going to want to go now, or should we wait for the night in the encampment that we're in, and then travel I first mean, thing in the morning? I mean, there's I mean, still well, like a no, couple. Of, there's still like two well, or no, three. No, 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 no. Because left. the 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 timeline we have is that we left Mordenkainen's at like nine o'clock in the morning. It took us two hours to get to Valaki. We then say we spent like half an hour talking to the elf, and then we waited the uh, hour. So it's it's like mid afternoon. I thought it was about two that okay. you got to Valaki, not that it took two hours. Oh, I, I might have because... misheard you. Because, because from uh, uh. from the mansion to um to the tower basically takes up one um one uh wild shape use from Exley. All oh, right, okay. Which is well, no, which was initially of... two hours. Um, okay, yeah. It oh, is yeah, no, three it took hours us, it took now. Us three hours to get to Valaki because he ran out of his wild yeah. ship right as we arrived. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been like four. So yeah, it's like mid-afternoon. I think we yeah. can travel a decent amount before we get. It's there. the thing is, it's gonna be it's gonna be a journey with a stop in it at some point. Regardless, regardless, like it's more than a Might day. Might as well. Yeah. Might as well leave. Yeah. Also, at yeah. the end of last session, everyone was talking like we were gonna go, 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 go. Yeah, I can imagine someone like Casimir, especially, would be like, "Well, now it's time to do the quest. I'm yeah. coming along yeah. with you. Let's go." So yeah. <laughs> so it's about three. Um, it's about three o'clock now. So depending on various factors, you can probably get about three or four hours of travel in before, um, before this before you lose any remaining light. I hesitate. Good. I hesitate to call it like losing the sun in a place like Barovia, but because there is no sun, no sun. it's all gloomy. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, onwards and upwards. Yeah. Then. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, you're going downwards. Onwards and downwards. Um. So, okay. So, uh, that means if you're going at a fast pace, you uh, cannot stealth. Uh, but you cover eight hexes of the map per uh, half hour. So, can somebody please uh, roll me a d20? Sure. For your first uh, random encounter, potentially. Seven. Okay, so um, you're kind of hugging the river at this point and it's, it's barely quiet. Um, are you still going at a fast pace? Yes. We're all good with it. Okay. Okay. So, there's still at this point a kind of 
dirt path that you're able to follow. Um, and can someone roll me another d20? I'll go. Yep. That is a three, my friend. Three, okay. Um, after another couple of minutes, um, you, you do pass by, um, some ruins. Skeleton. <laughs> um, no, this this isn't a random encounter. This is a uh, this is a landmark. Um, so sightseeing time. What appeared, what appears to be. Uh, so it's been you've been traveling for about an hour. The the light's beginning to fade, but you've still probably got you still got maybe a couple of hours uh, before it gets properly dark. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there is, actually, you might actually see this from a distance, actually, um, on to, as well as the, um, as well as the, the ruins of, of a village, um, that, that has long been abandoned, um, you do see there is a there is a strange raised hut like um construction that is uh just off towards the edge of the village um okay gives you a bit of a strange vibe to it um mm-hmm. almost specifically almost almost well it's it's that his Perception. I see everything. His passive yeah. perception oh. is so high. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. But there is there is also a vague familiarity to the to the general vibe of it. Um, Interesting. But, um. um and the village is like it's all in ruins, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Other other than this other than this one hut that seems to be raised. Okay. Um I will try and jog over in my metallic fashion to Esmeralda. <clears throat> yeah. Hey. Esmeralda. Uh yes, actually. Do you know of anyone living in the ruins up ahead? Uh, let me roll a history. Uh, no, can't say I do. It's, it's... Why do you ask? Because there is someone living in the ruins up ahead. We... Hmm. I do not know whether we should investigate or maybe look later on or ignore it and what what do you think it is not part of our journey but I suppose the rest of the group should make a decision I uh, I assume Esmeralda is sort of at the front of the group so I am going to rotate 180 degrees and run at the same speed backwards (laughs) yeah Celia uh, is uh, sitting next to Esmeralda and has watched this whole thing. Like, uh, I mean, personally, uh, I would, 
I think we should focus on the mission. Uh, yeah. Just because if there is someone living in the ruins, maybe not everything here has to be sus. Someone could be making uh, sus. Not everything has to be suspicious. Maybe uh, someone's just making the best of a bad situation. It's possible. Uh, but also, it could it could be a danger. I almost uh, would have suggested it might be a decent place to try to hunker down for the night, but uh, with an unknown element like that, uh, I'd be erring away from that. That may be wise. Yeah. Mm. Does the rest of Maybe the group I... have any suggestions? Oh, by the way, there is someone living in the ruins up ahead. Okay, they are a threat? Living in the ruins? Where? In the distance. There are ruins up ahead. And there is evidence of... a temporary structure. You mentioned that it was somewhat vaguely familiar. Hmm. Is there something that I can investigate from a distance? Roll. Like, how so? Roll me. Let's say, roll me an intelligence check. Uh, that is a three, Darby. Okay, yeah. Uh,. You you can't place it. What level of assessment is this is this place? Uh, good, bad, worth investigating for enemy or uh, riches or part of the trip? Uh, this is Barovia. Everywhere is a threat. Yeah. Uh, good point. This used to be the village of uh, Barres. It's, it's been abandoned for a while now. What happened to this place? I, I don't... Has it been ruins for long? I don't rightly know, but it's... It's It's been a long time since... Really anyone was settled here properly, other than whoever that is that, uh, that Exley's seen. Well, I wouldn't be opposed to some sightseeing. It'd be uh, better than the destination we're heading for. If, if, if you... Um, I will run... Uh, Conrad will run up closer to Casimir. Um, yeah, uh, you there, Casimir. Yes. Uh, do you know there's uh, some hut at uh, the ruins here? Do you know much of this place? I know it is the ruins of Beres. I know it's not too far... But we're not too far from reaching the uh, road down uh, that will lead us the rest of the way to the Amber Temple. Uh, but if you believe that it would be wiser to rest now rather than uh, risking being waylaid on the road, then it might serve as a uh, sufficient shelter. Assuming that whoever is uh, in this hut that you believe is there is not some sort of threat. 
Yes, not um, not good odds given Barovia. Excellent. So you have not heard much of a hut like this before yourself? No, no, I have not. Good, good. Thank you for the feedback. I will let the others know. Okay, well, <clears throat> the hut. Are we considering approaching there to uh, bid for place to stay for the night, or we staying? Uh, we make camp at the ruins, or shall we bypass it altogether? It is a bit of a, res a risk assessment type issue, I believe. He dresses though. <laughs> People discussing. Mm -hmm. He swings his horse back over to them. Well, I do not... I do not believe that we would be in any immediate danger. But if we should choose to go into these ruins, I can assess the situation from up close if we decide that is what we want to do. Hmm. However... It is not part of our mission, and we can always camp on the road. It will certainly be safer in the short term. Yes. I'm terribly tired. I'm all for... I don't think we can travel all the way to this terrible destination tonight. My assessment is you have been awake for the same amount of time as the rest of us. I don't see how that could be possible. Are you perhaps suffering from an ailment? Um, yes, yes, I think I'm coming down with cold. Actually, I don't think we should go to this end temple at all. Oh. Roll a deception check. <laughs> That should just be everything, everything full says. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a 12. Uh, even, even, even as, as, uh, fresh to the world as Exley is, uh, with that passive insight of 15, uh, this excuse doesn't quite cut the mustard with you. <laughs> I would hate to leave you here on the road while we continue our mission. I do hope you get better tonight. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm sure it won't come to that. I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm sure it won't come to that. So, general consensus, we shall press onwards? Or stay? In my mind, everywhere is dangerous, so it's really trying to find a good place to make camp where whether it, we use the ruins or investigate a potentially dangerous hut or press onwards and make some camp in woods. Both present risks. It is true. As much as I dissented earlier, Maybe camping in the ruins is a good idea. At least then we have physical walls to help us. And not just my little spell. 
Ruin, ruins do make e easier uh, easier to keep an eye on things. Okay, so we shall find a suitable place in these ruins here to make camp and fortify for the night. Agree in agreement? Yes. Yeah. Sounds as good as plan as any. Although, if we see any movement from that hut, I'm wary of it. Yeah. I will approach the hut and scout it out once we get closer. All right. Okay. Do you need anyone to go with you to help? Keep you safe? I fear that will attract more attention. We well, could be stealthy. I don't like the idea of someone going off alone. Yes, we might need to do band that band towards it. If it is useful to investigate the heart, I will. I, I will. I am quite stealthy, among my other good qualities. Um, but uh, I suppose priority should be we shall uh, find a place to stay for the night. Yes, and if you two want to check that out later, you're you're right, comrade. You are very good at that, so that would be a. A good idea. <clears throat> yes. So, um, I guess yes. finding a ruin to stay in. She doesn't look pleased about this. <laughs> All right. So, you make your way towards the ruins. The dirt and grass soon turn to marsh as the trail dissolves into spongy earth pockmarked with strands of tail reeds and pools of stagnant water. A thick shroud of fog covers all. Scattered throughout the march are old peasant cottages, their walls covered with black mildew, their roofs mostly caved in. These decrepit dwellings uh, seem to hunker down in the mire, as though they have long since given up on escaping the thick mud. Everywhere you look, black clouds of flies dart about, hungry for blood. The fog is much thinner on the far side of the river, where a light flushes and a dark ring of standing amid a dark ring of standing stones. Okay, well, as soon as everything started getting super gross, Sevia like undid the the buttons at the neck of her dress and then pulled it up as much as she could over her mouth and nose to help mm. protect her her face. <laughs> Oh, Connor is going to um, steer his horse as close as possible to like the little window in the um, the traveling cart. It's going to yeah. kind of like wrap on the side of the window and then lean in while like while like so keep pace with the horse and go. Ah, oh, so does the uh, locale lift your spirits then fall? Feeling a little bit healthier now that we shall rest in this beautiful location. Yes, it's uh, very charming, you know. Uh, fresh air is so good for the health and everything. Mmm, fresh air, yes. Wow. Lovely. <laughs> Wonderful. And <laughs> he'll just uh, urge his horse onwards. <laughs> As it squelches along the water. <laughs> I mean, as far as ruins go, we could have picked a better set. It's the continues on unfaced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I mean, Beatrice is unfazed by by this anything as well. Um. How do how do Exley's friends feel about this? <laughs> they don't feel. Yeah. They're going through such a wide variety of emotions <laughs> that they just blank in expression. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, Exley is trying to pay attention to um, the insects and wildlife in the area. If he can okay. see any sort of animals, otherwise just yeah, paying um, attention to the insects. Roll me a uh, perception check. Why? That is a 23. 23. Hey, the dice finally came through. So, yes. um, you see that there are, uh, there is, there are, uh, there's actually a swarm of wasps. Uh, like, uh, hanging around and slowly making its way towards the group. Oh, cool. I am going to point that out. And there is a large group of wasps heading towards us. What? What? Uh, oh, makes oh, oh, slow down immediately. <laughs> we should perhaps go somewhere else. And yes, he's going to veer off 90 degrees from the wasps. Yeah. Oh, goodness, I'm, I'm allergic. I can't... Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Um... Might need to change course, everyone. Uh, mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kaz- see if it to swell up or anything. I think Casimir's <sighs> going to point at the the swarm of wasps when you point that out, and shoot a fireball at them. I was oh. just about to make that joke. Good lord. <laughs> and and the fireball explodes, consuming and burning the the swarm. Fire. Will that just announce their presence? <laughs> yes. Did it? Uh I I mean your your contribution uh to the group comfort level is is welcome, but uh, could you not have picked a quieter smell? It was either quiet or efficient. Well, fantastic. Do you well. want to risk getting stung? Well, uh, no, but uh, you know, several several firebolts could have handled that uh and they they make far less noise uh, uh just the other day i handled a whole swarm of bats with a chromatic orb and they you know we could have done something like that uh, <laughs> i don't i don't see why fireball particularly one of the loudest spells imaginable had to be used but i guess i'm not i'm just going to sit here then i guess uh you roll me a perception check please Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He's giving you a death glare. Yeah. <laughs> you roll on that one, he like actually damages you. Yeah. That's a thirteen. Thirteen? Okay. Uh yeah, as as you finish your rant, you can't help but feel that there is a presence right behind you. She she looks over her shoulder to look at it. Um, you see a scarecrow. Uh, what 
kind of scarecrow, sir? An animated one. Oh. Uh, can I get everyone to roll for initiative? Very oh, no. ah. spooky for Halloween. Is it like behind me on the cart? Uh, oh, it would be to the side of you then. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I forgot you were on the cart. Ten. Uh, uh, ten. Thirteen. Thirteen. Four. Twelve. Twelve also. Nineteen. Oh, Eighteen. Hey, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> the skeleton, uh, the scarecrow's a nat twenty. Uh, Casimir. Into here. Um. Then. Then the. I'm glad I could, while we're pausing, while Darby rolls initiative, I'm glad I could bring some prop comedy to the table. <laughs> For audio listeners, I happen to have a mask that matches my outfit. Yes. Nice. So it's my little Sevia outfit. Nice. Okay. <laughs> initiative hmm. is... So yeah, fireball, stealthy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the fact yeah. it's taking Darby so long to get initiative to me implies there's multiple oh, things. Yeah. Not good. All right. So, Exley, uh, you you have won initiative, and looking around, you you manage to count there are seven scarecrows. Seven. Are yes. there any that are in a particular group? Uh, no, they're kind of separated out. Um, Excellent. Although they all they all seem to, in a vague sense, uh, have the the hut that you spotted at their center, the center of their formation. That doesn't sound great. Excellent. So they're potentially protecting the hut, and whoever may or may not be inside it. Cool. That's exciting. Um, so there are. Uh, six scarecrows around us and one right next to Sevia. Is that what I'm yes. getting? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Uh, and I broke off from the group and turned at a 90 degree angle, so I'm a little ways away from them. Would I be? Uh, yeah, a little ways. Not incredibly, Not like but yeah. Yeah. But like within 30 feet, we should say. Yeah. Excellent. Uh,. Okay, well, my first objective would be to, um, you know, deal with the one that is on Sevia, I assume. Okay. So... I'm going to... Yeah, I guess I'm just going to look over. I'm not going to say anything. Um, I'm going to see that there is danger. Go. Oh. And then quickly shoot out a hand, and from underneath the uh, sleeve of my cloak, a like a thorny vine streaks out and attempts to grab hold of the creature. I'm essentially casting Thorn Whip. All right. On the scarecrow. All right. So that would be a roll to hit, is it not? It is a roll to hit. Uh, that is a nine. A nine. Uh, that. Does not hit the scarecrow's armor class. Alright. So the vine just sort of yeah. flops on the ground. Yeah. Alright. Um, and because that is an action, that 
Yeah, that'll be my turn. Alright, uh, Esmeralda, who tied with you, uh, is going to start things off simply. She's just going to start with a firebolt. Um, that's a nat one, so she misses. Uh, then it is the Scarecrow's goes. Uh, so this one is, uh, targeting, uh, is targeting Sevia because it's right next to her. Um, uh, and it is going to do... got your armor, remember? It is going yeah, is to... My, is my mage yeah. armor still in effect? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It I'm was... on, like, the last hour. <laughs> yeah, I think it was... It was either 8 or 10 that it was cast. It's 8. Yeah. Yeah, it was, cast, it was cast at like 9.30, 10 yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Um, so... 12, 22. So you've still got it for about another hour or two. Yep. And uh, that makes my armor class 13 plus my dex? Uh, yes. That gives it, me... A, it makes it 15. Foot. Yes. Yeah. Alright, so... The, I'm just going to... Uh, let out a multi-attack at you. Uh, so... Uh... Uh, yeah. And... Yeah, so it's going to attack you twice. Uh... One of those is a, um... Is a 10. But the other one is a natural 20. Um... Okay. So that is... Fine... <laughs> is it just like uh, biffing me with his big straw arms? Uh, it's kind of clawing at you with with these weird hand okay. structures. So you take thirteen points of flashing damage. Okay, that's not uh, as bad as I thought. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh, wisdom! A stat I'm so good yes, at. Yes, please. I think as a wizard you get proficiency in this save though, so swings and roundabout. Uh, yeah, my save's pretty good. Oh, but that's a bad roll. That's a nine. Yeah, you are frightened. Uh, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, the other six scarecrows are gonna make their way towards the group, and each of them is going to use their... Uh, they're not going to be able to quite get close enough to attack, uh, but they're each going to use their terrifying glare on a different target. There are seven of you in total. Um, I dread to ask Darby, but yeah. I'm probably closer to the Scarecrows than the rest of the group. Would that change anything? Um, the... Yeah, one of them. one of them is probably going to attack you. Yeah. Actually get a get close enough to attack you. Um so uh so we'll we'll resolve that one first. So multi-attack. Uh the the higher one was uh twelve. I'm imagining that doesn't hit. No. Hey. Uh um I've just remembered as well, uh he does need to make a con saving throw as well when he enters within ten feet of me. Okay. Because of my halo of spores. Is that is that an always active thing? 
yes, it is. I can use uh, a wild shape to make it do extra damage. Okay. But my halo of spores is just, it is an invisible group of fungi which surrounds me in a 10 foot radius. Okay. So. If a creature uh, moves into a space within 10 feet of me or starts its turn there. What is the DC? It is a DC 13 con. It's not very 13. high. Uh, it only rolled an 11. Okay. So it does take the damage. And awesome. So is it just damage? Uh, yes, it is two yeah. points of necrotic damage. Two points of necrotic. As uh, these fungal spores sort of attach to it. Okay. Um, Alright. That uh, is my reaction, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it misses you. Uh, so the other five are each going to use their terrifying glare on those who haven't been attacked. So... Uh, Fall, Conrad, Beatrice, please make a wisdom saving throw. But I will make them for Esmeralda and Casimir. Uh. <laughs> Laura's face does not imply a good roll. Nope. <laughs> uh, I got a 22. 22 is a success. I got a 19. 19 is a success. You're both in the cart, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm a five. That is a failure. So you are, uh, you are, uh, scared of the, you're, so you are magically frightened. Uh, yep. until I just remembered, I think Casimir has like resistance to this or something as an elf, but it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, whether or not he does, it doesn't matter because he succeeded anyway. Um, cool. But, uh, so that is the Scarecrow's Goes. Uh, full. Okay. Um, oh, I hate the fact that the only way I can get out of the car is through the base, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that makes this so much less cool. I, um, fall, shimmies down through, like, slides down through the base, and he's just like, I was just kind of like, oh, come on, <laughs> pops down through, and then stands up, and then does a huge, like, fake fall onto, uh, the Scarecrow attacking Savior. Okay. Like, so clumsy, and I'm going to, uh, fall quarter stuff first. Okay. So... That is... Oh, God. That's a mind hit. Uh, that misses. <laughs> I fall next to the scarecrow. Yeah. But I'm going to, um, flurry of blows this. So, it's an arm strike. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a 90. It no. misses again. No! Well, so they did say clumsy. Yeah! They attempt to grab the scarecrow in like a fierce grip. Yeah. They miss. Yeah. <laughs> then they will attempt to um they stand up with their quarter staff, they do a spinning uh kick. Mm -hmm. So that's oh, please, 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 that's a 13. <laughs> that will hit. Yeah. Uh. So that's six damage. Six damage, okay. Um, magical damage too. Okay. Alrighty, and then final quarter staff hit. Annoyed with like the, um, how this was going, they're just gonna try to whack the scarecrow in the neck. Okay. 
Roll to hit again. Oh, nat 20. Nat 20. Okay, hey. so... Hey. so Yeah, so maximum damage plus dice roll. All right. So 2d6, that's 12. And you can uh, 16 damage. Um, and then as well... 16, 16 plus 12. How is it 16 plus 12? <laughs> so this is this is this is uh, this is an unarmed, this is an unarmed strike, is it? Oh no, it's the quarter. It's the quarter. This star is the quarter star. star. Okay, so that's yeah. so that would be two-handed. It would be twelve plus a d8. Oh, I can do it two-handed. Oh, okay. That's assuming that's assuming you did it two-handed. Yeah. Because it's only 1d8 plus 4. Hmm. I did not do it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm struggling with maths. Um, let's just stick with the um, 26 damage. No, because that's way more than you're capable of. <laughs> uh, is that but... Oh no, it's 10 plus. Uh, you, Max damage plus whatever you roll. Yeah, so it'd yeah. be. So what was on the D8? It wasn't a D8, it was D6. Oh, oh so. Jesus, I will re roll it. What? <laughs> Please cut this. Okay. <laughs> Darby, cut this out. This is. You realise okay. that I have to. <sighs> I'll it's just reset. Alright, okay. So, I rolled a nat 20 on that one, and I rolled, so max damage is, um, 11 plus, I rolled an 11, so that's 22 damage. Again, I think you're messing that up. <laughs> just take a screenshot of, like, the thing so, you're doing on What, what are you 20. actually rolling? I rolled 23 damage. Okay, so it's a D8 okay. plus 4. Is this, is this for the entire round? No. <laughs> the, how are you getting... Oh, yeah? What? Is this the damage for the entire round, or is this the damage for the one natural 20 attack? This is for the natural 20 attack. So it should be 1D6 or 1D8 plus 4 plus 6 or 8. There's no way you can be getting double digits with this unless really? I am missing something. Plus six or eight, what does that mean? If you're using Plus... it single-handed, it's a D6 damage. If you're using yeah. it uh, two-hand, it's a D8. Are you, are you wielding it one-handed or two-handed? I'm doing it two-handed. So, so it is So it is 12 yeah. plus a D8. Just one D8, I don't add the plus four. 12 is you already incorporating the plus four. So, so max damage doesn't include the plus four then, Darby? Is that no, what? max max damage does, but you don't add the plus four again. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's the trouble, Darby. Yeah. Because um, yeah, yeah, it's maximum damage plus the dice roll. Plus, plus the, the dice, dice roll. roll. Yes. Okay, all right. That's all I will cut this all out. No need to do the whole song and dance about it. Ooh. Right. Okay, so for that one, I rolled um, 12. No, sorry, I rolled an 8, so that is 12 plus 8. So 20. Yes, so that's 20 damage. 
Nice. Okay, yeah, this shake this scarecrow is looking pretty shaky. Away from okay. Scarecrow again. Just a little bit. Okay. Conrad. You'll go. Um, so I'm frightened, so that just means I have to flee, basically. Yeah. Um, strictly speaking, no, oh, unless I... there's something in the effect. Uh, the yeah, must... like if you could remind me what the, um, the fear so... effect does again, oh. that would be uh... Oh, the target must succeed on a DC 11 wisdom saving throw or be magically frightened until the end of Scarecrow's next turn. The t frightened target is paralyzed as well. I'm Missed paralyzed. That. Yeah. Oops. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I also thought frightened was running away. Okay. Oh, no. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I mean, he's on his horse, but I imagine the horse will just probably like freeze up as well because he's not urging it on. Um, so then, yeah, I guess like he sees the the scarecrows and then like um, instead of like I guess Sepia was like she yelled when she saw the scarecrow. Kara just like completely freezes up and like um. His face goes white. He's already very pale because he has that god aesthetic. But like, um, he just like completely like big eyes and just like does not move. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. That's what he does, I okay. guess. So that that paralyzed is specifically a feature of the terrifying glare. So Sevier awesome. is not paralyzed because she was frightened because of the yeah. attack. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, no, he just completely freezes up. But yeah. normally he'd be the one right, like rushing. Yeah. Yes, fun, excellent combat. And, but, yeah. yeah. And frightened doesn't mean that you have to run away from a target. It just means that you are you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls, while the source of your fear is within sight, and you can't willingly move closer to the source of your fear. Okay. Um, so. Alright, so is there anything else you are doing? Oh, no, you can't do anything because you're paralyzed. Yeah, I can't do anything this yeah. round. Um, Alright, Sevia, you are frightened. Ah, so this is going to be a real um, uh, cop-out question, but I just feel the need to answer it. If she covers her eyes, does that count as the thing being in sight? I'm assuming yes. I mean... Technically no. <laughs> she's like, uh. Technically no, but like, just you would still be, you'd still be at disadvantage for being being blinded. Uh, you got me there, fam. You, me there. <laughs> you saw my little <laughs> trick, um, right and and you wouldn't be able to use anything that required somatic components. Oh, because I need my hands. Okay, cool. So, if if I'm on the cart mm. and the scarecrow is here there's one right here and then they're all kind of fanning out that way there's none like behind me right uh there's probably just thinking of the structure of it there's probably one that's behind you within the structure of this okay but you're only specifically frightened of the one that attacked you okay cool Vaguely hypocritical, but I am questioning just using fireball out the gate. Um, I mean, your presence is already known. Yeah, okay, look. Yeah, the only other spell I want to use is concentration, and just... I like. Anyway. Uh, okay, well, I am going to cast fireball, and I'm casting it 
away from all of us yeah. towards as many of the scarecrows as I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be a struggle for most, but because you have your sculpt spell and are able to just go like, yeah, it doesn't affect my, uh, like, X amount of allies, uh, I would say that you're probably able to get it in a spot that would still target about three of the scarecrows. Okay, cool. So they have to make a dex 16 save. Uh, I rolled three (laughs) dice, and the lowest raw number I got on the dice was a 16. I got two 16s and a 17, so they all succeed. So they all uh, only take half damage. Yes, but that is still half damage. Two, three, four, five. Uh, how many D8s is it? How many D6s is it again? Eight. Uh, eight. Jesus Christ. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so that's ooh, 6, 12, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, oh. 27. Oh, so uh, 13. Yeah, yes. 13 damage to three scarecrows. Nice. Okay. And she, okay, um, I know she can't, she can't actively move closer to the friend, but uh, she does kind of want to uh, get out of the way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, would she be able to like climb on top of the cart? Like, like she's on like the little bench at the front. Uh, I'm assuming the cart is like behind her. Could she like climb on top and just get some distance? Um, for you, I might get you to roll an acrobatics check <laughs> to to maneuver up Fun. onto the roof. Oh, that rolled off. A good number and onto a bad number, and that's a six. Yeah, so you you kind of uh, yeah struggling to to really get a proper foothold, um, okay. and you're kind of s- stuck in place, so to speak. Okay, well then I guess with that happening, she's going to use her bonus action to cast Dragon's Breath on herself. Okay. Um. All right. So Casimir is going to cast a let's let's just keep things simple he's gonna cast a a just a hmm. he's he's gonna cast a fifth le- uh no a third level magic missile target five of them with a missile each doing three damage to five Scarecrows. That is his go. Uh, next is Beatrice. Hey. So Beatrice is also going to uh, jump down out of the cart, and she's going to come up to the uh, scarecrow that attacked Celia, um, and. My first thing we do, I'm gonna designate this particular scarecrow as my slayer's prey. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to slash dash it with my dagger. All right, roll to hit. Okay. Oh, that's a nat twenty. 
Nice. Okay. Nice. Man, Beatrice is so cool. Uh, that means I get to go. What's that? Now this is this is gonna be pretty disgusting because that Slayer's Prey dice gets doubled as well. <laughs> yes, it does. Or gets gets max plus rolled. Yep. Uh, All right, so I roll a four and a five. Oh, and you get sneak attack. And I get sneak attack, so that's because you have that one rogue level. <laughs> Which... Oh, and that's a six. So, um, this thing is dead. <laughs> this thing is... It had ten hit points. There's no way you could do under that. Yeah, yeah just in max damage, you can't. Yeah. Look, just in what I've rolled, it's, um, it's dead. Yeah, CV, you are no longer frightened. Um, because the source of your fear is done for. Um, okay, well then I, I guess she was like halfway clambering up on the top of this cart and then was just like, oh. <laughs> cool. Alright. Um, yeah. And you still technically have a second attack and some movement. I'm gonna move towards the next closest scarecrow. Okay. Um, you... Yeah, you probably can't quite get within attacking range unless you wanted to risk throwing a dagger, but... Um, mm, nah. Oh, no. I'm not gonna throw a dagger. Okay. I'm right. close to it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Exley, your go as we hit top of initiative again. Um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna move a little bit closer to the car. Yeah. Um, um, oh, actually, no, I'm not. Because there's still the one that's near me, isn't there? Yeah, I was about to say you're yeah. you take an attack of opportunity. No, that's no. fine. I will stay where I am. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take out my quarter staff. I'm going to tap it on the ground a couple of times, cast Shillelagh on it. Um, and for my action, I'm going to use my uh, wild shape ability. To trigger my symbiotic entity. Okay. To essentially awaken the the halo of spores that are around me. Again, nice. Hit points. Nice. And that is my turn. I'm done. Uh, how many hit points do you gain? I gain 24 temporary hit points. 24 temporary hit points. <laughs> nice. Um. Okay, so, uh, yeah, next is Esmeralda, who is going to, uh, what is she going to do? Uh, she's, she's just gonna keep safe again and firebolt again, uh, at, uh, just one of the skeletons that has seen, a, one of the skeletons that was already somewhat damaged from uh, Sevia's fireball. You mean Scarecrow? Ah, uh, yeah. Scarecrow. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, that is a... I mean, her bonus is more than plus two, so that hits. Um. So, 2d10 of fire damage. Oh, my dice everywhere. Uh, that is ten points of fire damage. And that is her go. Um, it is the Scarecrow's goes. 
Um, so the one that is by you, Exley, is going to attack you twice. They immediately take damage before the attack. Alright, how much? Well. Is that... Uh, that's a save thing too, isn't it? It is a save. Alright. Uh, I believe they fail. That is a natural seven on the dice, so... Uh, um, and because of symbiotic entity, I double the dice as well. Okay. That is just six points of necrotic damage. Okay. Um, the two attacks are an eight and a fourteen. They both uh, miss. Yeah. Um, now there was one. Still alive. There was one that you were going up to, Beatrice. It yeah. is going to close the gap and make two attacks against you. Uh, oh, this has been a high critical uh, session because I just I just rolled another nat 20. Uh, the other one's like a 12, which I think misses. Yeah, they uh, misses. Yeah. Uh, but while I am rolling damage, can I get you to roll me the wisdom saving throw, please? Sure thing. That is a 15. 15. You succeed, and I rolled low, so it's only uh, 11 points of uh, of slashing damage. Okay. Alright. Next uh, is another scarecrow that's going to close the distance against uh, you four, and roll to hit you twice. Uh, low one's gonna miss suddenly, but 18, does that hit? Yeah, that just hits. Alright. Uh, that is 9 points of slashing damage, and I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, mm. No, that's a 7. 7. Uh, so you are frightened and paralyzed. Dang. So I'm guessing I can't use Hellish Rebuke. You can. Oh, you can. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, no. Because, uh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say the order of, op- it, it's, it's ambiguous, but I'll say order of operations, you can make the hellish yeah. rebuke. I kind of just like use it and then instantly freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So that's, um, a 14 dex save. Alright. Uh, that's gonna fail. Oh, nice. Alrighty. So I'll roll damage. Now, and, uh, I believe this is actually treated as a second level, so 3d10. Oh, I guess it is too. Because I remember <laughs> playing a tiefling character and reading that wrong for the longest time Ooh, and only nice. doing 2d10. Oh, no. oh. Uh, oh, I rolled really well. Um, that's 19 damage. 19. Okay, so this one is looking pretty shaky, but, oh, the, uh, but the burnt appearance uh, gives it a more fierce and ferocious look, and you are terrified. Yeah. Um, oh, dear. Okay, uh, next one is going to go for, uh, for Casimir. Um, and two rolls to hit. That is... Low one's gonna miss. The high one is going to, uh, hit, I believe. He doesn't have a great AC. Uh, yeah, it's just going to hit, uh, so, he takes 8 points of damage to Casimir, um, 
Then the next one is going to target. Uh, who is missing in this? Because uh, it closed the distance on Conrad and do two attacks. Uh, but those are a. Oh, you're para. You're paralyzed until the yeah. end of it to go, so that it does have advantage. So the oh, first, that's all right. the first, uh, the first attack, the higher one is only an eleven, so it missed, still manages to miss. Good, good. Um, yeah. And the second one is a fourteen, which still manages to miss. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll say it's it's the uh, the horse. Um, yeah, freaks it's, at the second it comes near it, so it moves yeah. out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you are no longer paralyzed or frightened either. Thank goodness. Um, alright. And the final scarecrow is going to go for, I believe, would be closing the distance against Esmeralda. Um, and attacking twice. That's another natural 20. Uh, <laughs> Could your dice stop? Please. Uh, so the, the, the other attack also hits, so the regular attack does 7 damage, and then the natural 20 does, uh, 14. So, uh, so that's 21 in that turn, and Esmeralda needs to make two wisdom saves. Um, both of which, actually, she might have an okay wisdom save. No. Uh, <laughs> She, she fails. She is uh, frightened and paralyzed. Um, unfortunately. Fall, your go. Okay. Um, uh, you are you are frightened and paralyzed, I believe. That's right. So yeah. pretty much when Fall sees this um, flaming scarecrow, essentially, um, they, they're shot back into a memory of when they were in combat and their friends just grabbed them and threw them down when a fireball narrowly avoided them and incinerated a few of their feral comrades so full it is just back up against the um the cart and cannot move okay conrad okay. conrad you get your go this time you are no longer um, frightened or paralyzed there is excellent. a scarecrow right in front of you Scarecrow right in front of me. Um, so I guess like the horse jostling him and the scarecrow, he kind of like shakes out of whatever he's been um, reminded of, I suppose. Um, and then quickly looks down as this is the situation, pulls the reins up high on the horse and gets the horse to trample it or attempts to, I suppose. Okay, uh, roll to hit with the horse's trample attack. Alright, so it's a plus five to hit for the horse. Um, so that's a 21 to hit. 21. I was I was going to say, you can technically use your bonus action to give it a... <laughs> like, uh, this yeah, is... Give yeah. it a bonus, but yeah. This, so... Yeah, so and, how much damage? Uh, so it's 2d4 plus 3, so that's a 4. A 3, so a 7, so 10 damage from the horse. 10 damage, okay. Uh, but this is non-magical. No. Um, uh, yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then Connor is going to, while the horse rears up and does that damage, or like tries to knock it, I guess, um, he's then going to stab at it with his rapier. Okay, roll to hit. Again. 
And I roll a 17, so I'm pretty sure that's going to hit it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, cool, so his rapier is 1d8 plus 4. And would you technically say my horse is my ally? I would say yes, because it's not technically an ally, it's an enemy of the target. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, so, true. Excellent. So, which has just proved itself to be. <laughs> it's true. Um, so I rolled a 6 uh, for my rapier, so plus a 4 is a 10, and then I'm just going to hit D&D Beyond for sneak attacks. It's yeah. 3d6. Um, so 18 damage altogether. 18. Uh, yeah, you, you managed to eviscerate this, uh, Scarecrow with your rapier. Yeah, so completely your just, rapier. like, shakes out of it. The horse tramples down, he stabs down into it. I guess just, like, the straw just explodes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, <clears throat> uh... Excellent, and uh, I guess, can I just do like a quick like survey, can I do an intelligence check I guess to see who he thinks needs the most help or perception or something? Uh, roll me a, yeah, roll me a perception check okay. or insight check at, um, just uh, a, uh, di- probably at disadvantage for the, the okay. haste of it. Yeah, no worries. Um, okay, geez. Um, so that's like a 10. A 10. Um, just picks on randomly if he can't. Yeah, no, no one, no one seems to be struggling excessively. Okay. Um. um hmm. Okay. Um. Uh, damn. All right. Oh, oh. I guess then he'll just yell out to. Uh, oh, forty-two. Watch out. Uh, low sweep. And he'll give him the help action. Okay. I would have liked to give it to Fall, but no. <laughs> Do not spot it. Um, <laughs> that yeah. weakest of Fall. Uh, Sevia. So, X has advantage. Yeah. Sevia, uh, your go. Okay. So, uh, at each end of my last turn, I cast uh, Dragon's Breath on myself. <laughs> which, oh god. Uh, so I can use an action to exhale energy in a 15-foot cone. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it's another, it's another, uh, I cast it at a second level, it's another, uh, dex save. Yep. Uh, or they take half damage. Uh, she picked, She might be a struggle to get more than two people in this, and that's even with having allies within the cone and... and... But can I get a skip? At least one. Yes. Like, the one... Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna... Without moving, you could probably... uh, Without moving too much, you could... You could either get... Actually, without moving at all, you could get the one attacking Esmeralda. Okay. Cool. Um... Without moving uh, too much, you could probably get the one in combat with Beatrice. Okay, well, Esmeralda is closer to me, and Dragon's Breath lasts for a minute anyway, and yeah. I can do it again! Yeah. Um, so, uh, she is going to do that, and she's actually going to do uh, lightning damage. Instead okay. of fire. Okay. So, uh, 3d6. Dex save, I believe? Yes. So. Uh, that's a natural one, so. So, it's gonna take full damage. Yeah. Damage away. Ooh, which is 
11. 11. Uh, that's enough to to destroy it. It, it blows up in like a, a puff of charred straw. Yeah, so I'm get, uh, just uh, for, for how it would look to outside people. So Dragon's Breath does look like you, it is coming from you. So from an outsider perspective, Sevia, like, you know, did her hand movements, did her uh, words, kind of touched her own chest, like, and then opened her mouth and lightning shot out of it. Nice. Uh, we're just going to jump back to four because I realized I was mixing up the two frightened effects. Because you're frightened because of an attack, you aren't paralyzed. Oh, okay. It's only when you're frightened because of the glare. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, well, I guess the pool is still frightened. Four will, like, slide down the back of the cart and then just roll under the cart and hide. Okay, you do you do uh, risk an attack. Of oh, no, because you, oh, you backed away, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You okay. backed away and then it closed the distance. So you are you are in range of it, so you would take an attack opportunity. Okay, I probably yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I feel probably full probably is very present. Yeah. Right um uh, that's that's only a nine anyway, so no, <laughs> misses. Um okay, oh. Casimir is again going to just stick with magic missile this time. Is he gonna stick with uh he's just gonna do a level two. Um because there are only four scarecrows left and he's gonna go one on each. So that is uh, four points damage, four scarecrows, and um, uh, yeah. And all right, so two are looking shaky now. The one engaged with Casimir uh, and the one engaged with uh, Fall. Um, and next will be uh, Beatrice. Okay, so I'm just playing it. Slayer's Prey, what it, it says, benefits last until you finish a short or long rest or if you designate a different creature. Mm. So can I pick the one in front of me? Yes, yes. Okay. I believe so. it's only a bonus action to swap the creature. Yes, it is only a, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is the bonus action. Yeah. Oh god, I lost my dice. Okay. That is a 17. 17 to hit? That definitely hits. So, we slash it with our dagger and it takes 10 damage. Alright, and you get your second attack as well. Yes, so I slash at it again with my dagger going the other way, and this time it is a... Nine. Nine. Uh, that misses. Unfortunately. Uh, that is the end of another round, uh, and we are going to leave it there. On that, on that note for oh this episode oh. uh, we will pick up again at the top of the next round next week uh, All right. okay. see you next week everyone see you next time thank you all very much. goodbye bye, bye.